Welcome to The Prevention Perspective, a podcast dedicated to sharing information, ideas, and resources about violence prevention work. The topics discussed in this podcast, including healthy relationships, prevention practices, and dating or sexual violence can be difficult, and we urge you to listen with care. Our hosts are not licensed counselors or mental health professionals. If you or someone you care about have experienced domestic, dating, or sexual violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also find more resources in the description of this podcast. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new season of The Prevention Perspective. My name is Tracy Darling DeMarcus. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the Prevention Program Manager at the WCA, or the Women's and Children's Alliance, in Boise, Idaho. It's been a little bit since we have put anything out there into the into the podcast universe, so appreciate you sticking with us and the season has been pushed back a little bit on our end we were hoping to release in February and due to some building construction and things like that kind of outside of our control we had to push back our release date so we're really really excited to have this new season started and yeah just really looking forward to diving into some important topics uh i have a new co-host who i would love to introduce um you will be hearing her on all of the episodes moving forward and would just love to let you get to know her a little bit maria do you want to introduce yourself hello i'm maria ariano and i am doing a year of service at wca So my role here is that I'm a prevention coordinator and I learn about healthy relationships and also teach others about healthy relationships in classrooms and outside in the community. Yeah, so Maria is doing your service with us through JVC or AmeriCorps, it's a branch of AmeriCorps, Um, and we were just super grateful to have her with our team for the year, and I think it's already been a really great first what, six or seven months of your service already? Um, And yeah, she's provided some awesome perspective and insight and just a really lovely person to work with. So we're excited to have Maria on the podcast um, and also in our program at the WCA. And she has really been (laughs) one of the uh, big proponents of moving the podcast forward. So just super grateful to her and excited to, to start this season. So for those of you who might be new joining us on the Prevention Perspective, whether you've listened to all of the episodes we've previously released or a couple of the episodes, um, we wanted to just give a little bit of background and kind of look at the goal of the podcast and why we started doing this podcast. started during COVID times um, when it was really hard to interact with people in the community. It was really, you know, not not a lot of opportunity to be in community with other people and talking about the work that we're doing and violence prevention practices. And one of the ways that we could get information out to people was through podcasts. 
So we decided in 2020 to start a podcast focusing on all things prevention. Again, we are a domestic violence and sexual assault nonprofit program. Our work specifically around interpersonal violence, but we also know that lots of different types of violence are connected and share the same root causes. And so over the seasons, we've explored a lot of different topics around domestic, dating, sexual violence prevention, but also other areas that we know intersect with those things that show up in the communities that we work in. Um, A lot of highlighting of amazing community partners who are doing incredible work in our community and across um, the country and who work really closely with us and we're all in this together. So That's really the goal of this podcast is to share information about the work that we do, but also other types of work that are going on around violence prevention. And everyone can do violence prevention work, right? Even if it's not your job, like it is for me and Maria, Mm -hmm. um, we all play a part in ending violence in our own relationships, in our own communities, in our own society. And it's going to take all of us working towards that to actually see a world created that violence isn't existing anymore. And so also the goal of the podcast is to try and make prevention more digestible, um, more understandable and relatable for people who might, again, not be doing this as a career or a job, but can do things in their own lives with their kids, with their, you know, spheres of influence that they have, whether it's you know, a teacher working in an elementary or junior high school or business recognizing how, you know, the impacts of domestic violence show up in workplaces and things like that and how we all need to be a part of a solution to end violence. So that's really where this podcast kind of started and we're continuing in that direction of making hopefully some big, really big, like, maybe daunting even social problems a little bit more manageable or at least giving manageable ways for all of us to be working towards a safer and healthier community for everyone. Yeah. So we want to just ignite conversation. Like if anything is like, oh, I want to talk about this, share this with your friends, family, share it with everyone. The more people that start talking about domestic violence and the more people that are starting to talk about this, the more we debunk these norms or talk about topics that we don't see very often Mm. in society share this with everyone ignite conversation and just get your your wheels turning yeah to see like what and how is this being displayed in our society hopefully it opens our eyes to a lot of the things that we don't know yeah i love that you bring that up maria because it literally can be So many things. It's not like when we talk about violence prevention, we're not talking about like, oh, you have to do this big, expansive violence prevention program with, you know, young people or anything like that. Like being a safe and supportive adult Mm -hmm. for a young person is violence prevention. (laughs) Like, So I'm really excited about what we're going to be getting into this season because I think there's a lot of, like you said, like myths around Mm -hmm. like what it takes to prevent violence or how 
um, this is a really big issue and it can feel really like scary and like, oh, we, we don't have any control or we can't do anything about it because it's so big. But there's lots and lots of ways that we can all be doing violence prevention in our lives every day that doesn't take like a, a degree or mm-hmm. a career or anything like that. Yeah, I really am excited about all the opportunities to, to talk about that throughout this season. So Maria, you started mm-hmm. your year of service with the WCA having come just out of college. Yes. Um, but your background in education wasn't necessarily in like social work or, um, yeah, violence prevention. And I'm curious, like in your time here, how have you maybe seen some of those moments of like, oh, that does show up in Mm -hmm. the TV shows that I'm watching or in the songs that I'm listening to or, oh yeah, when that happened when I was a kid, that was what was going on like um because I feel like a lot of maybe our listeners are kind of in the same boat of where mm-hmm. you were when you started and not really having a lot of information about that so I'm just curious if you would talk to us a little bit about like, some of the revelations maybe that have happened yeah I came in with a bachelor's of science and I mean science is related but it's also like not very social work e. Mm. and so I would say like when I first came in I knew somewhat about relationships but I feel like this was really opened my eyes to defining what an unhealthy relationship is because I can see like little unhealthy signs but if I'm not able to label it then do I really know what it is yeah and so I think being able to like work here it's given me more of an example of what an unhealthy and a healthy relationship looks like and how to be a supportive friend because I feel like that was something I always struggled with as well. Like, I can support you, like, pat your back. But, like, what can I say to be there for you and have, have, like, a friend confide in me? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's taught me a lot. I mean, (laughs) I came in, I would say I came in from, like, ground zero. Yeah. And then now I'm, like, not all the way at the top because I feel like relationships are so complex. So there's never like a top. We're always learning. <laughs> yeah. So I would say I'm still like continuously learning, but it's been able to like define what it is. Like abuse isn't just physical mm-hmm. and then teach me like how this might look like and relationship spectrums mm-hmm. and so much more. <laughs> I could talk about this for days. Right. It's, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I get kind of nerdy on talking about this stuff too. Um, obviously, which like I'm in the right job, I guess. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think again, I don't, I don't necessarily know like who our listeners are, if they are other people who are doing the same type of work mm-hmm. or if they were, are just people who maybe, you know, realize this is an issue. Maybe they have experiences and realize like, Hey, I need to be a part of the solution. I need to be a part of changing our culture and changing our norms around violence. And hopefully listening to the podcast has helped with that. We'll keep continuing to give you ideas and different ways to engage in everyday violence prevention work in your lives in whatever way that looks like. And yeah, we're really excited to bring you this new season. So for this season is familiar to some people and totally new to others, but I think it's a really important lens to be able to look at violence happening in different ways. And that is through a public health approach, which 
I will say there's a couple of reasons we decided to go this route for this season. First off by saying a caveat of like public health as a field doesn't have it all figured out. (laughs) So there definitely will be probably areas for continued growth and change and development. But I think that it is a really interesting way to connect the dots around violence and violence prevention. Because like I said, so many different forms of violence, whether it is dating abuse, sexual violence, bullying, suicide, elder abuse, child abuse, so many of these different types of violence have shared root causes. And with this public health model or the public health approach is looking at rather than getting really honed in and specific on like one particular type of violence, they're looking at what are the causes, what are the things that are making it possible for these types of violence to happen, and how do we mitigate it? The public health world is also really well funded, really well researched, so there is a lot of data backing up these different approaches. And I know not everybody is a numbers data person, but it it is helpful to see in black and white, you know, the, the change that is happening or the ways that these public health programs can change um, violence that's happening. And so, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting model. It's something that I was introduced to um, when I very first started at the WCA. The position that I was working in was funded indirectly through a CDC grant. And so CDC obviously is a really big public health entity. So that was really where I got my feet under me in terms of prevention and just the way that, yeah, the public health approach looks at things made a lot of sense to me. And it it changed the way that I look at our work and in being able to be more I guess, open-minded to, again, the different connections between the work that we're doing and work that other other folks are doing, again, whether they're like in a specific issue area like us in terms of intimate partner violence and sexual violence. But it also gives us a lot more leeway and creativity and in, in being able to, again, address those root causes and the things that make it possible for violence to happen rather than just getting really issue-specific. Kind of breaks down some of those silos that we get into when we're doing work like this of like, well, I do sexual violence prevention or I do suicide prevention and rather than that looking at like well no what I do is try to create a safe and healthy community and I do that through these programs that do happen to address sexual domestic dating violence so yeah there's some terminology that's going to be coming up in these episodes that are coming at you and we framed the season in a way that will hopefully make sense and that's why we're taking some time to to explain it to you in in this episode today and if you are again are really familiar with the public health world like maybe you don't need to listen to the rest of this episode (laughs) but we hope that you stay tuned um either way but first we're going to talk about what we call risk and protective factors and i'm going to pass it off to maria to talk about risk and protective factors and what that is going to look like or sound like in our podcast episodes coming up Great intro. Public health is a field that's very interesting to me because it looks at the holistic approach Mm -hmm. and it has many interweb connections and you're able to see like multiple layers of what might be impacting something. Sure. And I think that's what we're doing. So like risk factors goes into what makes it more likely 
that a person or people will experience violence. Whereas protective factors, it looks at what interplays with this that will help mitigate or decrease someone's likelihood of violence. And so we're looking at protective factors and risk factors within the social ecology model. And I think you were kind of, <laughs> I didn't know if you were, I kept hearing you say model and I was like, okay, social ecology model. And I was like, oh, well, the viewers know, but if you stay tuned, you will. <laughs> so what is that, Tracy? <laughs> Thanks, Maria. Um, so... Yeah, so these two things fit together really nicely. And again, it's a it's a good framework for kind of looking at where we're going to go this season. So the social ecological model or the social ecology, however you want to call it, is this idea that we as humans don't exist solely within like a vacuum of what is going on with us individually. So there are things that impact us on an individual level, like every human, every person is different from their biology to the things that might just have more of an individual impact on them and and how they have experiences in the world. But that's not the only thing that we need to take into consideration because we're not moving through the world solely as an individual person. We're navigating different relationships And those relationships impact us, right? Relationships like our families, our friends, our peer groups, our supportive adults that we might grow up with. All of those relationships also impact how we end up experiencing things. And then if we go beyond the individual and the relationship level, we have to include what happens at a community level. And that is going to impact things like how we might experience violence, access to safe housing, food. And then if we zoom out even further, so we have individual level, relationship level, community level, and then at the highest end or the biggest end, we have the society level of the social ecology. And what we're looking at on a society level are really the things that impact a society. So things like policies and laws that either support or don't um, help violence. So within this framework on each of these levels, we have different risk and protective factors. So there are factors on an individual level that make it more or less likely that someone will experience or perpetrate violence. These protective and risk factors interplay within each level. So it interplays within the communal level. It interplays with individuals, societal relationships. So they all apply. So Mm -hmm. when you go communal, you have risk factors, protective factors. When you go society, you have the same. And so that can be seen within all of our model. Yeah. If you imagine like individual at the center and then relationship around that and then community around both of those, and then society around all of it. And at each of those levels, there are risk and protective factors. And why this is important, I think, when we're talking about violence prevention work, is that we can't only address factors on one of those levels. Because our our lives are complex, the world is complex. And so if, say, we only focus on addressing, okay, individual level risk factors... 
we might be able to do a little bit of change there. We might be able to move the needle a little bit. But if that individual then is experiencing a family dynamic of abuse. So so yeah, it's important that we do work with an individual and try to mitigate the risk factors that an individual might have. But if we work with that individual and then they're still dealing with a family dynamic that is abusive, and then when they go into their community, they experience neighborhood violence. And then when they try to seek legal legal action, the policies or the laws aren't supportive of them. Like we're really not moving the needle. We're really not doing comprehensive violence prevention work just by focusing on one specific level of that social ecology. So what we're trying to do and what we're hoping to highlight this season is looking at all of those different levels and the risk and protective factors that are associated with them. So we can try and address prevention across the social ecology. So each of our episodes is going to be focused on a specific level of the social ecology and the risk or protective factors that are associated with that level. So for example, our first big episode is going to be about individual level risk factors and what we can do to identify those, what we can do to decrease those. And then the episode after that, we'll be talking to another expert about individual level protective factors and how can we increase the protective factors on an individual level. And then after that, we're going to move on to the relationship risk factors and then relationship protective factors. So hopefully by the end of the season, we'll have built up a really, really great knowledge base in how we can address violence across the social ecology by looking at risk and protective factors. And again, regardless of like what you do or why you're listening to this podcast, These risk and protective factors are important for reducing multiple forms of violence. So even though we might be talking in the context of dating violence, sexual violence, there are also connections between all other types of violence and these different risk factors and protective factors. So regardless of what you're listening for or the work that you might be doing or the different things that you might have going on in your life, I think there are different ways that all of this can be applied to help us create a safer and healthier community for everyone, Um, which is ultimately our goal as the WCA, as violence preventionists, prevention educators, whatever you want to call us. And yeah, it's not going to be possible unless we're all, all working together towards the same goal. So yeah, anything else? It's kind of weird also doing this now because we've recorded already most of the season. So I'm like, oh, we already talked about that. We already talked about all of this stuff. So we're backtracking a little bit to give you this intro episode. But yeah, Maria, is there anything else you feel like people need to know before we get into kind of the meat of the season? Yeah, relationships are so complex. Mm -hmm. And so we're teaching them a little snippet. There's so much more to learn. So after you finish all our episodes, which I hope you do, feel free to like continue learning because we're only hitting on a few where there's so much that's happening in relationships, so many layers to everything. Like an onion. Like an onion, as Shrek would say. Yeah, that's great, Maria. And I think we'll do our best to try and link any resources that we use kind of going into each episode. Again, a lot of this public health stuff that we utilize is from the CDC. So they have a really great website with a lot of information on it. Um, which can also be overwhelming, but also very, very informative. But that's great, Maria. Yeah. I mean, we're going to try and tackle what is like a huge 
chunk of information in like eight half hour ish episodes. <laughs> so yeah, really just kind of getting the kind of idea out there, getting people to think a little bit differently, hopefully about this stuff, but definitely still a lot, a lot of work to be done in terms of educating ourselves and really, really getting deeper into these topics. So thank you for bringing that perspective because it is a lot to try and handle in a half hour, a chunk of time. So But yeah, hopefully this will be a great season. I am yeah, really, really excited that we're finally ready to to release and just yeah, really excited to take you all on the journey that we've been going through as a program over the last few years. And again, I am so excited to share this new season with you. Um, We will be back to our release schedule of every other week on Tuesdays. So please find us on your favorite platforms, follow us um, so you get the newest episodes as soon as they release. And yeah, we're we're excited for a brand new season of Prevention Perspective. Yeah, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Prevention Perspective. Again, if you or someone you know has experienced domestic, dating, or sexual violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Or you can call the WCA's 24-hour hotline at 208-343-7025. Don't forget to follow us on social media at WCA underscore Boise and WCA Youth Reps. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like us to cover or get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, contact us through the email provided in the description of the podcast. I hope it will help you to do a better job.